Real good. Drill good. Drill good. Real 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 good. Ladies and gentlemen, hello and welcome to another edition of America's Best Worst Canadian Sports Podcast. That's right, real good show. Back at it again for another week, episode uh, number 84. It's called a week episode? Uh, Back for another week episode. No, I, there was supposed to be a pause in there. No. Back for another no week, comma, comma yeah. episode. Okay. Back <laughs> well, for another I mean, week episode. Wrong, number 84. And Real the, week show. The options on how to describe this week's episode are very limited. This I is can either, think of one. This is either an episode that the Maple Leafs never should have gotten rid of, or yeah. uh, it's a French-Canadian episode uh, who showed signs of being like a pretty dominant power forward, but then I think succumbed to injuries in Minnesota and disappeared forever. Oh, Pierre-Marc Bouchard? That would be... Uh, Power forward. Or, yeah, I know. That's why... I, uh, Can you guess it, Stefan? 84. 84. Played uh, for Montreal, then Minnesota. Yes. <sighs> he was the oh, first player yeah. in NHL history to wear this number, and it was, in fact, the last number in the NHL that had never been worn What's before. What's his nationality? French-Canadian. Uh, French oh, he's French-Canadian. 80, Which made it all the more surprising that Montreal would ever trade him away. It's going to be so obvious once I... Montreal and Minnesota. When was is this recent? I guess uh, like mid to late two thousands. I'm just drawing a total I f- Yeah, point. I feel like I. Yeah, go ahead. Guillaume Latendre. Oh, oh yeah, Latendre. that's right. Yes. Oh yeah, wow. yeah, definitely a well power forward in that he was like kind of fat. He was drafted <laughs> early too, but he yeah, was like he was. a twenty to twenty five goal scorer. Yeah, yeah, he had a couple. Of he played years. for Minnesota first, and then Montreal, no, 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 Montreal first, and then they traded him for. I can't remember. I really? thought he was drafted. I by thought Minnesota he was drafted first. by Minnesota. Definitely a Montreal hometown boy i don't for think sure. that's correct. i think it's the other way around man. i'm pretty sure it's the other way around i think you are wrong oh no, yeah it is montreal then to... minnesota yeah, yeah there you it's go. just he had his big season in minnesota yes that's what was. No, anyway no he was yeah. pretty good in montreal also but he had Regardless, his, his 25 goal season and, this is even yeah. weirder well he never really had a big season he had 37 points was his biggest but like 20 goals. to 25 goals in 55 yeah, 25 games. goals in 55 yeah that's pretty good anyway yes yeah this is very long intro justin morris with you once again the other 84 there of course Mikhail Grabowski, yes. obviously. Yeah. Justin Morissette with you, and with me, as always, is... Stefan Hecht. John Cullen. And, and I prefer to think of this episode as the double Wellwood. Oh, I like that. Oh, yeah. This yeah. is when we said we were going to bring Wellwood back. Yeah, every <laughs> 42 episodes, we bring <laughs> yeah. Kyle back once again. We don't have Kyle, but we do have a great guest today. Or the quadruple Mason Raymond. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, okay. that we've, too. We've gone on long enough here, I think. Uh, Our guest today is a very funny Vancouver comedian. One of the funniest people, if not the funniest person... In this city, I would say. <laughs> it's Funnier uh, than me if you're looking at me and being like, John might be offended by this. I am not. Okay. No, Mr. Ivan That's very nice of you to say. Hello. Hi. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Thank you for remaining silent throughout that entire intro. He's well, a pro. I mean, I don't want to get involved and embarrass you all with all the knowledge I have. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even have a laptop. Just knew it. <laughs> Guillaume Lacroix Water. That's who it was, right? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's the guy. Yeah. That's it. why he got injured and he invented Lacroix. <laughs> <laughs> Sold it to Whole Foods. You know, it's actually very good 
that things didn't work out in Minnesota. I think Lacroix is based out of Minnesota, too. There we go. It's him. Wow. He did it. <laughs> Guillaume Lacroix. <laughs> and I think it's actually pronounced, they pr- pronounce it Lacroix. They do in the they States. Pronounce it yeah, because yeah, they, they, yeah. they hate themselves. They don't like the French. Nope. Not fans. No, that's uh, freedom the, fries. <laughs> <laughs> the cross, I think, right? La Croix. Uh, I believe so. I, believe yeah, so. I would assume so. I mean, I'm not. Most like, French things seem based in religion in some way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's an like every French word. <laughs> All the swear words are like just like definitely pieces of churches or something. Yeah, yeah. tabernacle, like the tabernacle. Calice, calice, chalice. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so there we go. See, I was right about something for once. You've been the French are so fucking. Lame. You've been right a couple times before. <laughs> I'm We're Canadian. 84 episodes in. You've done it a couple times. I, like, we, do we have any French listeners? French Canadian listeners? I uh, hope not. Well, I, French and French Canadian are very different. They do not like each other. That's true. That is true. We probably have some French Canadian listeners, but yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, I think that's the one province that we've yet to really. We catch should on because in. that's where the grant money is. We got to start doing. We got to start offering a bilingual podcast. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, those church ass swear words are just so stupid. That's true. Le show de vraiment bon. Unlike English, whose swear words all resolve, revolve around like sex or pooping. That's basically. way better. <laughs> that's so much better. Totally. Like it's just not even close. I love sexing and pooping. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best way to insult somebody. Yeah. Hey, sex you, you poo head. Well, what the French one is a uh, f- cup table. <laughs> okay, tabernacle's not a table. No, they're just playing I spy. <laughs> <laughs> ah, table. Yeah. You're such a cup. <laughs> Quit being such a cup. Actually, I, you know what? I like that. Yeah. I think cup is going to replace cuck to what I call people on on online video games. They won't know. They won't know what I'm doing. I'm just translating a French swear. Yeah, you're a real cup. Quit being a bunch of cups. <laughs> Come over here and res me. <laughs> uh, well, John, John, I think there's some congratulations in order here. Oh. Because since last time we recorded, you became like an official analyst. Dad. Uh, of MLS soccer. Oh my God! Yeah, was that? Oh yeah, was that before we recorded last time? It was. Yeah. yeah. God, I'm so official. Yeah, that was really weird. Yeah, I, I mean, I we've still... been doing this show for 84 weeks. Yeah, and I... and have yet to see like any sort of recognition. But you started a Whitecaps <laughs> podcast, Jesus. and within two weeks, yeah, uh, guested on a national radio program. Yeah, it was really weird. I don't I don't know still how that happened. <laughs> I don't know how the producer of the TFC show heard our show. Yeah, maybe we should hedge, we should hedge things here. It's a national radio show about Major League Soccer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No I'm one... guessing Whitecaps have a Google alert. Yeah, maybe that's something. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Like a very stupid Whitecaps podcast where me and Chris yeah. James talk about jerking off as much as we talk about the Vancouver Whitecaps. Yeah, Sportsnet <laughs> was like, we need an expert to yeah. come in and preview this week's game. Yeah, I guess. And they picked you. And they picked me. I don't know what happened, but they seem to be happy with the with the with the spot. I mean, so I they going to invite you back. You feel like I don't know. The, maybe the yeah. Whitecaps guy now. I guess yeah. I mean, I talked about. Uh, one of the bits we have on podcasts is that uh, Alfonso Davies, one of the hot players for the Whitecaps right now, and he's only 16. That's why he's hot. Yeah, exactly. And uh, <laughs> so we uh, talk about how he's a very difficult opponent to play because not only is he good at soccer, but the other team has to be worried about abusing a child on the field. You can't play him tough. Yeah, you can't play him tough because that's child abuse. <laughs> and uh, I said that on a national radio <laughs> program. Tight. So, <laughs> yeah, I think they liked it. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it was yeah, it was a fun time. Our podcast is fun, and let's see how many more times I can say fun. 
But like five more. Probably. It was fun, but yes, thank you for congratulating. Yeah, me. no, I just thought uh, we have definitely not been on the radio. Although Ivan, you have a new radio program that you're doing now. I or do like a weekly radio spot. Oh yeah, I have a weekly radio spot on the yeah. world famous Z Fox. That's right. Yeah, so you have a radio station here in Vancouver. What's the spot? Uh, it's just a, a weekly or semi-weekly. It's kind of like whenever there's an event going on, and I will. I don't know. I just like riff about it. Yeah, do bits. The, the weekly riff. Yeah, yeah. Ivan just goes on there St. Patrick's Day, calling the Irish guys a bunch of cups. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty. What chill. the cup is this holiday even about? <laughs> <laughs> Who the cup do you think you are? <laughs> yeah, a lot of that. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, um, Ivan, we've actually worked together before. Yes, I believe we have. Uh, you came in. Uh, for a BCIT project for some TV students. That's right. Who were like the final project of the TV program, I think, is like you're supposed to put on a television show of some sort and you can pick whatever kind of show you want to do, a game show. I think somebody did like an ECCW wrestling show in our studio. Uh, but Ivan was the host of a like evening comedy talk show. Yeah, like a late uh, night show. Yeah, and I was the announcer for that. That's right. So I, I got to say, uh, musical game. Uh, I don't remember who was the musical guest. Yeah. But, and your host, Ivan Decker. I did it. Yeah, it was a weird show. We uh, <laughs> girl taught me to dance. That was part of it. One of the guests was a dancer. And then there was also like I had to write a desk segment. They took a bunch of B-roll of me eating hot dogs downtown. They said that was very important for like the shots <laughs> to cut to in between like in the intro they have like you know like classic late night show style where it's just like shots of like the streets like Vancouver Vancouver streets right. and you're streets. Like, yeah. and then me eating a hot dog like no I'm your host I'm a hot dog and I was like can you just take video of me like walking around like no eat that hot dog again <laughs> I had to eat it like so many times and they were like we, I don't think we got a shot get another hot dog it's like the, <laughs> was the wow. whole opening credits you eating the hot dog or uh, that was one of the they cuts? just kept cutting back to it okay <laughs> did you how many hot dogs did you end up consuming three <laughs> <laughs> Japa dogs uh no just they didn't like even spring to the for the job no, just the right? classic robson street stand right. did you stand by the hot dog stand so the guy was just like you're just gonna keep buying no we i you came we back or did you go yeah i kept coming back again and it's like oh you really like my hot dogs yeah. i didn't i was like i don't they had people buy them for me it wasn't <laughs> oh, totally <laughs> weird okay. it wasn't totally amateur <laughs> <laughs> also filming me going up to a hot dog stand a bunch of times. <laughs> so did you? You did one episode of the show? Yeah, for their for their program. Yeah, it was pretty fun. I nice. think. Awesome. Did a monologue. And I had a de- I had a desk piece where I photoshopped pictures of plastic bags into the hands of people that looked cool to prove that holding a plastic bag always makes you look stupid. <laughs> nice. And it's like did event- you did you prove that theory? Yet? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Because I, I got the idea when I was uh, walking down the street and I saw a guy hitting on a girl, but he was holding a plastic bag. I'm like, you can't win. <laughs> You're not getting that number with that plastic bag. Put it down. Hide it somewhere. Hit on her with open hands. Don't be like crinkling like, <laughs> anyway, what are you doing after I, this? I think paper bags are okay, though. Yeah, they're fine. Yeah, because yeah. that's like a Whole Foods. Yeah. You're food. environmentally yeah. conscious. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just the way a plastic bag hangs. It just looks gross. Yeah, whatever's yeah. in it looks terrible. It's yeah. like a... Giant scrotum. <laughs> <laughs> Filled with groceries. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a grocery scrotum. It's just not good. It a just grotum. doesn't hang right. <laughs> 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 Paper bags have structure. You know, they got corners. 
Yeah, yeah, no, sexy. It's, yeah, it's like a, you <laughs> kind of hold it nice too, like yeah. you're holding a baby. Yeah, it's like, like a you know, you're like protecting it's it. Cute. It's not like yeah. I'm just dangling fruit here yeah. and hoping it doesn't break. Yeah. I do like the idea though, like cause it's like the SNL opening credits, basically, where they're always like having a good time in the bar, and then like turn to camera, like surprised that there's yeah. a camera there, like yeah. oh, this oh. is who I am. Ca- caught me. <laughs> We're all just eating hot dogs. <laughs> mm, should we get another round of hot dogs? So they do a take where you were like surprised to be caught eating yeah. a hot oh, dog. What? <laughs> Musical guest, a hot dog <laughs> being thrown at a guitar. Hot dog, Harry, and the sausages. <laughs> it was a real hot dog based show. Pretty great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and there was a live studio audience for that program. Yeah. Uh, and you might have sold tickets. To <laughs> yeah. And if you show. wanted to attend, I'm sure you could probably find tickets on the number one place to buy and sell tickets to uh, sporting events and yeah. concerts. Hot dog hub. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, that would have, Dog of course, Dash. be the mobile app that we all know and love. Yes, our favorite mobile app. Seat Geek. Seat Geek. It is the smartest way to find hockey tickets this season because there's nothing like being behind the glass for the biggest matchups of the year. And with Seat Geek, it's never been easier to get the guaranteed seats you want for a great value. We all have the Seat Geek apps on our phone, and it's by far the easiest way we've found to buy hockey tickets. I could be anywhere, and with just a few taps, I can instantly find seats for this weekend or any game this season. Uh, only a few weekends left. Thank fuck. God. With SeatGeek, you always get the best deal on every ticket because they price compare for you by searching multiple ticket sites. Prices can vary depending on where you shop, but SeatGeek will always find you the lowest available price. And they want to help you get the most bang for your buck. That's why every ticket on there is given a grade based on value. You'll immediately see any underpriced deals and be able to find the best deals that fit your budget. Plus, every ticket you buy on SeatGeek is backed by their 100% guarantee. So you can shop for tickets on SeatGeek with confidence. And best of all, our listeners get a $20 rebate off their first SeatGeek purchase. To get your $20 rebate on tickets, download the SeatGeek mobile app, go to the settings tab, and click add a promo code. Enter promo code REALGOOD, and SeatGeek will send you $20 after you've made your first purchase. Download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code REALGOOD today. See, we're not fucking around with that anymore. Uh, like we could. Idea. No, it's fine. We I just feel to. like when we have guests here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's no, nice to I speed like it up. That. Just yeah. get on through it. Do they do baseball? Uh, Seat yeah. Geek, yeah, they do baseball. They do. Yeah. You got to get on there, man. We got a promo code, bro. All right. Score yeah, if you want to take your lady to the uh, Blue Jays in Seattle, then... Uh, We're going to Chicago. Oh, shit. Nice. Yeah. I'm down there the weekend after the Blue Jays are in town. Well, that's So stupid. I really mistimed that. <laughs> oh, no. It sucks. So you guys are going to see them play the Sox or the Cubs? The Cubs. Oh, sick. I, to see them I didn't know that they were... Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it's like one, you know... Like anything with Jays, anytime there's like a, like when the tickets come out at the beginning of the season, we're like, all right, what city do I want to see them in? Because they're going to be there once. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, that's, I mean, the Cubs are going to be sick again this year. Yeah, so. it'll be awesome. Nice. How long are you guys going for? I think just like a week. We'll nice. probably go to Seattle too. Right. I enjoy going to Seattle to see the Jays because it's basically a Jays home game. Yeah. And all it's the awesome. Mariners fans are upset. They get really <laughs> upset. And they, they post about it like, okay, if you're a Mariners fan, you got to come out to Safeco and protect stadium yeah it's like you can't protect it we bought these tickets eight months ago yeah exactly (laughs) good good luck and also like you know that's like probably the one opportunity for mariners fans a year to sell their tickets for like a for sure inflated value oh yeah definitely absolutely it's like when the leafs come to vancouver or the habs or whatever i know i actually that's the only canucks game i ever pay for is the leafs game (laughs) (laughs) that's the only game you have to pay for yeah 
So yeah. Anyway, we, we got a thank. We got a lot of donors to yeah, thank this we'll just, week. We'll run through. Let's play this fucking theme music. Thank you for donating to the show. To the show. You work hard for your money. That we know. That, that we know. This segment's where we read out all your names. All, all your names. names. If we say it wrong, your parents are to blame. Fuck, Fuck your, your parents. parents. There are so many people. To so thank many people this to week. thank, and mostly because Stefan is going to have sex okay, with a well, real doll we'll of to, himself. We'll have to buy it first. Stefan is going. We're going to buy a real doll, and then Stefan is going to put his penis in his add, own ass and mouth. Okay. Well, we did find out. So it does have an anus. It does have an, an anal it cavity, was just right? Like down in the in the fine. It's deep right enough there. for your penis. Uh, it was like seven inches. So that's, deep that's and yeah. a lot of room in yeah. there. Uh, you could fit two Stefans. The mouth, there. I think, wasn't like huge, but it's. I mean, again, whatever. Not, yeah, exactly. Neither am I. So um, <laughs> perfect. It's just more accurate. Yeah, it exactly. weighs ninety five pounds. Like it's. I don't know if it comes in a big crate or like how i mean i'm gonna well the shipping it, is yeah. <laughs> the shipping is 700 dollars. so it sounds heavy well it's, it's, it, weighs it weighs like 95 pounds yeah, yeah yeah 95 to 105 they yeah. said it was gonna weigh and Jeez. if we act fast there's like a one there is actually a one thousand dollar rebate so if we can so get into yeah, get on patreon yeah exactly uh so thank you to matthew McAnally who pledged five dollars thank you matthew oh i really wanted to make fun of his name but he just gave us money so yeah well you I can mean, still do it well, his name looks like, like Matthew anal- McAnally. McAnally. I feel so I'm allowed to do it because of the whole real doll thing. Yeah, so. how you're going to fuck it anally? Yeah. McAnally. <laughs> Please. <Yeah. laughs> Sorry, Matthew. <laughs> Thank you to Austin Fodell. Fodell, I, Fodell. I believe. Fodell. Yep. Uh, for pledging as well. Yep. All these people who want to help us. Makes Stefan's yeah. dreams come Thank true. Thank you guys so yep. much. Christian Tiberi, which sounds like the Georgian capital, Tbilisi. Thank uh, you. Michael Foist also uh, became that's a donor a great this name. week. That is a really good name, Michael Foist. Jay Fullerton pledged yep. 519. Yeah, I don't know why the 19, but thank you, Jay. Craig Tamble pledged $5. Thank you, Craig. And then Andrew Hambleton. I'm guessing it's still just pronounced Hamilton. I know, but it's spelled Hamble, Hamble and he Hamble came right after Tamble. I, th- I, I think it is Hambleton because I grew up with my neighbor when I grew up was named Hamilton. Really? Well, that was his last name. He wasn't named Hamilton. Hamilton? As that would his be first a... name. Hamilton, oh, come in here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hamilton. Yes. You did not finish your soup. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. You guys have seen that that really sweet off off Broadway play, Hamilton? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's about soup. <laughs> yeah. It's a soup. It's a soup-based play. Uh, oh shit, we have another female listener that can't be possible. Sarah Wiley. Just pledged five dollars. I mean, I thank assume you, Sarah. Sarah is a lady. Yeah. I think that brings our female listener count up to fourteen. So thank you, Sarah. Thank great, you. great name coming up here too. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Josh Fingar. Or Fing or Fing. Or well, finger? it's with an it's A finger. instead of an E, so probably Fingar. Fingar. Yeah. Okay. I hope. Maybe Finger. And then uh, uh, James Monteith edited his pledge two different times. He edited it from five to ten dollars, and then said, "You know what?" This is all about a boy in a dream. I will edit it up to twenty dollars. So he Thank wow. You. So yeah. So James Monty's up I to twenty dollars. Went right over Thank, fifteen. Thank you. Yep. Ryan right. Rees also edited his pledge yep. from uh, nine sixteen to fourteen ninety nine. 
Were you going to save that one until the end? Yes, because then it would have been a fucking segue oh, into okay. the cards. Well, geez, I don't segue know master over here just blows it. Sorry, there's two people uh, who sent messages, and he was one of them. Well, there's Doug as well. We can do and then Doug Lorman edited his pledge to 2069, and he writes, How can I not sit here and not help out in any way I can when I see a man with a dream, a dream of fucking himself in the butt? Like I, <laughs> In the butt. Thanks for cleaning it up. Yeah. <laughs> just for cleaning it up at the end. Let's not say ass. Let's say butt. Please say but. Let's keep it surf movie friendly. And like I yeah. said, Ryan Rees added his pledge to uh, $14.99 a month, and he says, I upped my pledge to help a man realize a dream, but I also don't need another T-shirt that my wife will likely hate. <laughs> so thank you, Ryan. Speaking of Ryan Rees. Yes. What a segue, John. Thank you. Masterful. <laughs> thank you. Uh, we have some cards to open. We, Ivan. Uh, yes. Welcome. This is our podcast, as Tom Hill discovered last episode, is primarily an unboxing podcast. It's recently morphed into, it's recently morphed audio into, unboxing. Yeah. into an audio unboxing podcast. You know what? That's all better. the bad parts of unboxing. It's yeah. theater of the mind. Yeah. Exactly. You, you know, can big be whatever boxes. <laughs> it's actually a really, it's a nice box. It is it's a very nice box. It looks yeah. like vaguely Japanese. You'd give someone like jewelry. No, yeah. it feels yeah. like, like you get Or that. business cards. Yeah. 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 That's from a Korean dollar store. <laughs> For sure. Like I'm 100 From a Daiso. All right. There's a letter attached here. This is from Perfect. Ryan Rees. Came all the way from Sacramento, California, Perfect. in the U.S. and A. United yes. States and America. I'm never, <laughs> a, I'm never sad about <laughs> Borat jokes being made. Uh, inspired by the show, I went through my baseball card collection and may have found a set both more boring and whiter than the PGA Pro Tour cards. I thought he was going to say than us. Yeah, which is not almost possible. Okay, let's um, see what we got here. He's really wrapped it up here. Oh, yes. There's a lot in here. Actually. Oh, my God. <laughs> Fuck. This, you guys, this is... This is another complete set. Okay, I don't know if we can like. open all of these. No, but Ivan can take a look at some of them yeah. here. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is the 1990 Premier Edition 100-card set of Pro Bowlers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, How does he have this? He just had this in his house? The set includes Don Carter, Carmen Salvino, sure. Amieto Monticelli. Oh, it's got nice. Monticelli. Yeah. As a rated rookie, Pete Weber. He is, is in, in there. The oh, yes. But that might be Pete Weber Sr. and not Pete yes. Weber Jr. Mike Durbin and Mike Albee are also in there. So the Mike's are represented, and it says, and more. And I like how they realize that no kid is actually going to want to collect all of these, so let's just put just them out them in the entire you. set of 100. I had, when I was a kid, a box very similar to that, but of billiards players. Well, that's even... I had a pool set. I remember my parents took me to see... It was like a trick shot pool guy came through town. Yeah. Okay, sure, yeah. And uh, he used me as a volunteer. He, like, shot the ball. I held chalk in my mouth, nice. and he, like, shot... I don't know. Oh. As a prize, he was like, I'll give you this. And I thought it was going to be like something cool. <laughs> and then he gave me a deck of billiards cards. <laughs> and then he took his out and signed it and was like, there you go. And I was like, Whoa. all right. And that to your bulletin board. And as a kid, I was like, this is going to be worth something someday. <laughs> when billiards takes off. So I feel like this may have been something that he picked up for us because it's never been opened before. Oh my gosh. Or maybe, like me, he knew. Like my BC Place cards, that it would be one worth day. something one day. Yeah. So he never opened it. Uh, but do you want to open that, Ivan? Oh, See really? If you find anything good inside? I get to open this. Yeah. All right. This is from 1990. So 
I mean, it's traveled forwards through time, 27 years yep. to be here with us today. Like, could you pick a more out of shape guy to put on the front? <laughs> He's got, I don't know. He looks like a substitute teacher. So. That's like the <laughs> change. That's, that's, Sorry, let's see. Like that's a bad like one. me. That's like the no. That's like the most fit guy, and that's like it the, probably is. That's the yeah, JJ Watt of professional. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. He just has like a weird like. Yeah, he's got a weird. He's got shape. a paunch. He he's has a paunch. Yeah, and the glasses shape. and the just the black position socks. of yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty serious. All right, I'm going to open this. Yeah, yeah, no, open it. Open it. We don't give a shit. I can't believe he owned this. Like, who? I don't know who got it for him or who. Oh, my God. There are so many cards. Well, there's 100 there's cards. There's 100. It's a complete I assume set. there's as many bowlers. That's that's just the number of bowlers. <laughs> this that is could the number of people. So, yeah, you bowl. don't obviously don't have to go through all 100, but anything that catches your eye, Ivan. Yeah, uh, I'm going to try to find something good. Because I think feel, we've got. Did he send some other he cards? He sent too? a bunch of stray cards okay, here as well. Well, we can just take a look at some of these, too. I think that's Commander Hadfield, the astronaut. <laughs> really? He was, a, he was a bowler? No, but he looks a lot like Oh, him. wow, he really does. Dale, Dale Eagle. Eagle. That's a great name. Dale Eagle. I like that these shots don't make them look in any way like a professional bowler. Like this guy's just... on a golf course. <laughs> <laughs> but with a bowling ball. But he, there's a bowling ball. His ball is in the sand it's trap. It's Lamar Odom's I was dad, about to say, Curtis yeah, Odom. Curtis Odom. <laughs> I wonder if that actually is. No, that it might would be, be. hilarious. Look it up. Ray Bluth of oh, the Bluth Company. Absolutely. <laughs> he just looks like he works at the bowling yeah, he, alley. Yeah, he's, he's standing in front of... Yeah. He's the guy that hands out the balls. Yeah. Yeah. He's an important member of the PBA. Oh, man. I, I like this guy. Most of his face is behind yeah. the ball. <laughs> Don Gennallo. Yeah. Don Gennallo. But that's what, like a lot of these are just taken at what look to be like neighborhood bowling alleys. Like you and I could go bowling at Grandview on the weekend, Ivan, and we could have our own cards. Yes, but you're forgetting <laughs> that they also have the casters. Oh, oh yeah. Chris Schenkel. Chris Good. Schenkel and Mike Durbin. <laughs> there we go. The boys. Nelson Burton Jr. Oh, hey, yeah. Covering all the hot spots. Oh, you might remember from the cover of the box. <laughs> Earl Anthony. Earl Anthony. He is, a le- he is a legend, Earl Anthony. That's why he's on the front. He got the box, yeah. There is a checklist in here, too. <laughs> Just to make sure we've got them all. Just make sure we've got them all. Yeah. Uh, uh, is Art Trask in here? <laughs> Let's see some of these names. Where's Art Trask? He's Oh, he's here. <laughs> Dave Davis. That's not a yes. real name. Oh, look at it. He's, he's straddling the ball thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Dave I think, Davis. I think looks my like... favorite is number one hundred on this is just checklist. So it's for the checklist, <laughs> the checklist itself. Checklist <laughs> has a spot on the checklist. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great set. This is beautiful. Oh man. And don't worry, Ivan, you're definitely going home with a few of those bad boys. You don't <laughs> All right, I want Ron that. Bell. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh my Who God. doesn't want Ron Bell? That's that looks like a Jostin school photo. Yeah, I was right going to say, that's like a 1987 teacher yearbook photo. Yeah, you know what this looks like? You know how um, the U.S. Army put out playing cards for like Iraq war criminals? Yes. It's like if they did, if the pol- if police did that for like sex criminals. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Some of these guys definitely got a record. <laughs> Oof. Pete Weber is in here somewhere. There's a guy just called Ski. Well, it could, be, it could be Pete Weber's dad too, right? Yeah. Oh my he's, god, because he's Pete Weber. There's a guy Jr. whose name is just a school of fish. His, his name is literally Guppy Troop. <laughs> that's just, just that's a school of fish. It's a troop of guppies. Yeah, there's Art Trask from earlier. There he is, Guppy Par- Parker Bone the Third. I mean, I this is this guy's just putting on his elbow brace. <laughs> oh, there we go. <laughs> literally, 
<laughs> a photo of him injured. That's your action card? He's like, brace it up, Mikey. We got to go out. <laughs> God, look, I don't, uh, the arm's not so good. So I want to lock that down for all time. He probably got hurt posing for it originally, doing like the bowling yeah, pose. Totally. <laughs> Jesus. So oh, what are the what, what are the other ones he sent us? Uh, we've we've got one here that uh, I can't really tell what set this possibly could have come from. Uh, it says Stockton's Ramada on it, so it might be a hotel put out their own <laughs> line of cards. But it looks like the athletic trainer for like the San Diego Padres. His name is Todd France. <laughs> And it says, France returns to the Stockton organization for the third straight season. A graduate of Northern Illinois University, he spent six years practicing sports medicine with the Husky athletic team. Well, that'll be like Stockton, California or something, right? And it's from 1987. This will be... Put up by the city. What the fuck? Is it? No, it's going to be minor league baseball. Okay. So st- it'll be Stockton as like... That's the old Milwaukee Brewers logo. Oh. I'm pretty sure, isn't it? Or is that... Yeah, yeah it is, yeah. That's the Brewers, Stockton Brewers. Yeah, so it would have been uh, yeah. the minor league team. But yeah, so it's yeah, it's sto- it's Milwaukee's maybe like the Triple A team or something or their Double A yeah. team. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we Todd's also, looking good there. We also have Kurt Schilling's rookie card from 1988. Todd France baseball. That's badass. With a what, note really? that says, "Who would have guessed that Creep Stash would grow up to be an asshole?" Uh, and yeah, it's it it's almost like a a Hitler mustache almost that uh, Kurt Schilling that Kurt Schilling is sporting there, and it is his rookie. It card. is a hit. He's got a Hitler mustache, and he's got my haircut, <laughs> and he's got really bad eyebrows. Okay, actually, Justin. It, well, Justin is right. Todd France is the trainer. That's what the TR stands for at the bottom of the card. Yeah, because I found another one on Amazon. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Are you guys not familiar with amazing photography? Oh my God, that's outstanding! Do you describe it for the listeners. It's an action shot. It's an action shot of the oldest man. I think just reenacting how you tell if someone's having a stroke. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's what it is. You know what it is? It's like those the old uh, like the early film where they showed the horse moving. Yeah. Yeah. This is how film works, and it's, it's that. Exactly yeah, it's three frames of him uh, taking a <laughs> shot, but it kind of looks like. Uh, uh, well. Well, he's like 95 years old. Yeah, it's too, like a lemon so. party with yeah. himself. <laughs> he's kind of, yeah. So what else did he say? Uh, we year? also got, uh, I'm not sure if this is a rookie card. No, it's not. So yeah, uh, this is, is a trainer, Todd France. We did confirm that. This is a 1987 tops card of Jose Canseco playing for the Oakland A's. Oh my God. Nice. Wow. And the note says, who knew that this man would turn out to be a genius? <laughs> I'll pass that one around there as well. Oh, there he's he looking is. good. Yeah, these Kurt, this Kurt Schilling one is great. It's probably worth at least four dollars. <laughs> that mustache is Kurt Schilling, unbelievable. Yep. Holy shit! They have stats on the back. I was not even <laughs> looking Ivan, at the backs get your of these shit cards, together, dude. This is a Bo Jackson uh, drug Kurt awareness Schilling, campaign card. Don Russ eighty nine. Is it eighty nine? Okay. Perfect games on natural national. Oh yeah, you 16. can you can find it on eBay for a dollar twenty nine, baby. Uh, this is a Bo Jackson drug awareness campaign card. Uh, he's wearing a jersey, a blue jersey, which on the back says "Turn your back on crack." The card says "Cocaine." No, no cane. <laughs> That's what I'm talking. <laughs> the back of no it cane, says baby. "Bo knows it's best." To turn your back on crack. Hell yeah, I fucking love Bo Jackson. The problem is if he, so if he's like looking at crack, then the people behind him can read his shirt, right? 
But if he turns around, they can't read his shirt. So the they'll just see the crack and be like, oh, I want that crack. Yeah. Oh, crack is so good. We also have a pro set NFL card here for Steve Jordan, tight end for the Minnesota Vikings. This card is from 1989. He gave us a YouTube and link. It's, there's on a there. YouTube link attached on here. I've typed <laughs> it up. I'm going to pull it up right now and this see. Is like this a, is a lot of work. People care about this our is show. Like one too of those many, ad, it was like the much. ad campaign for Cloverfield. It's <laughs> one of those, uh, the, yeah. the ARGs or whatever. Totally, yeah. So this is an ARG for Steve Jordan, former tight end of the Minnesota Vikings. What is this YouTube video? We will find out I in don't just know what, a second. I have no idea what the well, fuck here, is he, going he on. also sent us a Detlef Shrimp. Oh, no. Oh, okay, nice. wait a second. Detlef, Detlef Shrimp. Oh, there's two. There's multiple cards from Parks yeah, and Rec. I think this is like the big white stiff uh, card pack here. So we've got Brad Lowhouse of the Milwaukee Bucks. We have James Worthy of the Lakers, and we're going to touch on them later. Yeah, we are. The yep. Lakers. Yep. And we've got Detlef Shrimp of uh, Parks and Recreation. So. And this Perfect link takes us to meet Mr. Perfect. Hi, I'm Steve Jordan oh, of the Minnesota Vikings. Yes! <laughs> Some oh people God. say that Warren Moon is a great passer. Around these parts, <laughs> they say that Fran Tarkenton is the greatest. I want to introduce you to the perfect passer. That's right. I am the perfect passer, <laughs> and I understand you're the perfect tight end. What's your favorite route? That would be the tight end option route. You know the one. Got it. Set. <laughs> this is the one where Kurt Hedding passes it to himself. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Wow. What a throwback. Oh, love I it. I mean, that's a callback wow. and a half. Yeah. What an actor, Steve Jordan. There. People Beautiful. pay a lot of attention to with, our show with Kurt Hedding. We appreciate that. I totally, yeah, forgot about Steve Jordan. So. Beautiful. Yeah. All right. Well. This uh, week, uh, we, we I think we got to save that. I one. don't know. We also have. It's taken a long time. I know that's true. We got to uh, save it. Let's save that one for the next episode. Are you sure? Yeah, yeah. I think we okay. have to. Yeah, yeah. We'll really Unfortunately, great. we have to. Yeah, we it's have really to. Really great. Yeah, there's, I know. That's good. We'll keep the tension. We'll keep yeah. the tension. I mean, up. we just saw a clip right there of Steve Jordan, and there's a lot of clips to get into this week because there is. it's been almost two weeks since we last recorded. Yeah. True. We thought we were going to take tour. a week off from having John on the show, but uh, wound up scheduling it just right. You just got back tonight, so that you could be around. Sunday for this night. one. Uh-huh. Uh, and, and what an eventful couple weeks it's been in your house. My goodness. As you wolf it's down crazy. some Tim Tams imported fresh yeah, from thanks, Australia. Uh, where do we, we want to begin here? Because uh, take your pick. Let's start with Barkley. Okay. Let's, get, let's just get right into uh, it. This would be our clip of the week this week. Charles Barkley guested on the Dan Patrick Show. Uh, this was a almost 50-minute long appearance during which there were probably a good 20 possible Clip of the Week candidates, but yeah. we have settled on this one. And I'm happy for you. You guys are terrific. And uh, you know what we should do for ratings? <laughs> I see you got all these TVs on. Yeah. Like, if, if I get a disease and I'm going to die, how about I bring you get Skip Bayless in here and I kill him live on <laughs> national television? I like it. Yeah. <laughs> I like pay-per-view. Yeah. No, no, no. Well, no, just get him in here. Okay. Because, you know, and then, okay. and I'll like, I, only when I know I'm going to die. Fritzy, can we set this up? <laughs> yeah. let, I don't see why now, not. But just let yeah. us know in advance. Because I just want to get Skip Bates in a room one time and just beat him like a dog. Okay. <laughs> so you, you kill him. Yes. Okay. Only if I knew I was going to Only if you were going to yeah, die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, uh, if I'm going to live, I don't want to be in prison because, as my horns say, they would love you in prison. <laughs> 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 Charles Barkley and uh, the coverage. There we go. Uh, if. Charles Barkley were terminally ill. He would kill Skip Bayless. See, I originally thought it was about Skip Bayless being terminally ill, and he was going to like put him out of oh. his misery. That's, yeah, that's when actually I, when what I first I thought, saw too, it going yeah. around on Twitter. Uh, but it was even better. 
Because yeah. it's Charles Barkley saying, like, I'm going to die. I may as well do it. And I don't like the, has to live with it. I don't like the implication that he beats dogs, though. Did he say dog? Or yeah, dog? he said, I'm going to beat gonna him like a dog. I'm going to beat him like a dog. And then Patrick yeah. says, you're going to kill him? And he says, yes. Yeah. Well, that doesn't imply that Charles Barkley kills dogs. I think that, I think that confirms that <laughs> Charles Barkley owns and operates a dog fighting league. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm just putting that out there. It seems like he's got like a puppy mill. Yeah, <laughs> like inside the NBA on the set of Inside the NBA. Absolutely, there's a puppy mill under the desk there. How much strength are you maintaining while terminally ill? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's Charles Barkley. In Charles Barkley's mind, it's enough to kill Skip. I feel he's just yeah. gonna be. He's gonna be like jacked and then dead. Well, because yeah. next because like healthy yeah. Charles Barkley is like way stronger than the norm, the average person. Yeah, yeah. And so you. You downgrade I mean, him with like a terminal illness. And Skip illness. Bayless is also very old. Yeah. He's old and he's, he's kind of, I but mean, I, I'm sure he works. I also assume he's doing this almost immediately after learning that he has a terminal illness. So it hasn't really like stricken him yet. Yeah. He's not in like a wheelchair. Yeah. yeah, but like that also doesn't just grant you diplomatic immunity. <laughs> no, but he's basically like, he's, he's like, just what are basically you do, saying like, like I guess I would. Prison? Yeah, like, I think he's basically saying like he would just kill himself after if yeah. it came to that. I guess. Uh, okay. Yeah. I guess. I, I don't know. I mean, I'm not about to sit here and get into Charles I'm Barkley's ass- psyche, but. I'm assuming I when am. they come for him, he's just going to scream, no prison can hold. Hold me. <laughs> and I mean, I do like down by police. I like the idea, or not the idea, but I like that the biggest laugh he gets is for like the oldest like street joke in the book of just like, well, I'm, I'm too pr- good for prison. Like, I don't think anyone in prison's really like. I hope we get Charles Barkley <laughs> up in this place. Yeah, I'm gonna make uh, I'm gonna make mincemeat out of him. It's He's been the... a long time since I've seen a woman. You know what is a good replacement? <laughs> Charles Barkley. <laughs> a terminally ill Charles Barkley. <laughs> terminally ill Charles Barkley. Get that sweet cup in here. <laughs> that sweet chalice. So that was our clip of the week. Gaunt Charles Barkley. <laughs> like, that was our, our, our official clip of the week. Oh, did he? Okay, yes, that was our official clip yeah. of the week. Just before we move on, does he, like, what? where did the fight come from with him and Skip Bayless? Like, what's the... There's been history, there's history that. Almost anyone. Most people hate who, Skip Bayless. Who, I know that. Who's There's played in the though. NBA or is around the NBA would probably want to scrap with Skip Bayless. I right. Imagine. Right. Uh, I'm. I've never played in the NBA. I'd scrap Skip Bayless. So. Right. Oh yeah. Well, we know you'd. I mean, if Skip Bayless was 17, you'd for sure scrap him. Charles Barkley says this is in 2011. 19, John. Thank you. <laughs> okay, sorry. Sorry. 2011. He called him the biggest jackass in the history of journalism. Oh, okay. Uh, nice. Let's see. In 2013, there's a headline saying, "Yes, Charles Barkley still wants to kill Skip Bayless." <laughs> okay. See, he's been really so, on eight, this. So eight years before 2013, <laughs> Charles Barkley said that Skip Bayless was one of the two people. I'd like to kill, and then he also. I mean, I can Who's send the you other one. The dog. <laughs> yeah, I can. I'll send the you this right now. We, we can we can quickly watch this right now, Justin. I think it's a quick clip of him threatening to kill. Uh, so this is obviously premeditated. Like, there's no question. It's been, it's murder. It's been going on for it's, years. Yeah, I think. Yeah. yeah. So okay, I just send that to you now. We can quickly watch this too. Okay, so this is from 2013. Sure this will be good. Too. 2013. And this is on said? Inside the NBA with everyone, with the whole crew. Kenny okay. and, and uh, Shaq is there. Okay. Yeah. Let's see what we got here. I the mean, Twitter I like battle. Oh, Do we call it, Matt? It's not a battle. It's a beef. We're black folks. We call it beef. We I'm don't call it battle. battle. I, I'm going to go with battle. You, you've never beef. been in the hood before? We uh, don't ever say, let's battle. We said, dude, I, I got a beef with you. Beefs. You know, rappers, we have beefs. Yeah. Shaq's right, a rapper. Shaq's I don't know how many beefs are battle with anybody, so... Uh, oh, yeah, you do. But if it's on Twitter, it, to me, it's No, yeah, you do. Skip Bayless was coming at your rack about a week ago. I'm going to tell you something. If I could get 
Skip Bayless in the room. And there we go. You need DNA to define who it was when I got through with it. More games coming tomorrow. TNT rolls out a game two wins. That's actually one of the best things I've ever heard in terms of like threatening someone. They would need DNA to find out it was him. Yeah, they need DNA. Whose DNA? Who cares? Some that is, DNA. That is not so even great. dental records would suffice. No, no. I like that's on national television. He just said that, and no, like he obviously didn't get fired. Like no one get there. Like yeah, whatever. Oh, well, you got to commend him for sticking to his guns. This is four years ago. True. No, I like it. Good for him. <laughs> uh, yeah, but uh, I guess we we're talking a little bit about uh, prison inmates lusting after Charles Barkley there. And speaking of. Uh, Misplaced affection. Uh, our, <laughs> wow, our second very great clip, segue uh, comes to us from the Premier Soccer League, and I think this one South Africa. I think speaks for itself. Yeah. The Premiership Man of the Match, Mohammed Anas. Congratulations, Mohammed. I'm sure coming down here and making sure you walk away with something is a good achievement. But looking at the balance of play, I'm sure you could have won that game tonight. Uh, thank you very much, and I thank Almighty God who is above. I always wish to win one of these, and, and, and I got it. So thank you very much for, for, for this, for giving me this. And I appreciate my fans also. My wife and my girlfriend, I mean my wife, yeah, sorry to say. I'm so, I'm so sorry, my wife. Lizzo, I love you so much. Aya, I love you so much from my heart. Né? So you must keep on supporting me. And thanks for, for to come to the game. <laughs> the scramble like yeah. the look in his eyes oh, i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm so sorry trying to delete yeah <laughs> i'm sorry i'm sorry to my wife uh <laughs> it would have been great if after god he also thanked satan <laughs> like, oh, I'm sorry god i love you so much god. <laughs> <laughs> who is above yeah I like that was my yeah who is above we know he is above us uh yeah i mean would it have, like would it have been better if he had just not caught himself and kept going yeah, yeah. Been pretty because great. he drew way more attention to it when he was like, ah, I love my wife. I love her. I'm going to thank her like 15 times in a row now. Yeah. You know, my wife, my girlfriend. Uh, I, I mean, my wife. Uh, sorry to my it. wife. He yeah. could have been like, I want to thank you to my wife and my girlfriend, my former girlfriend who I married and is now it's my, my wife. wife. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that's probably what he meant. Yeah, <laughs> I, it seemed to me like that's what he meant as a too. pro athlete. I don't know, I don't, man. They we... have a long history of fidelity <laughs> and honesty. Nobody respects the bonds of marriage more than professional athletes. Absolutely right. Uh, is this better than the Andy Murray one? Because the Andy Murray one was oh, pretty. The Andy amazing. Murray one was funny though. when he yeah. outed his own teammate for having a girlfriend. Well, that yeah. one we have certainty. That it definitely was what yeah. he said. Yeah, yeah, it was a mistress for sure. Whereas yeah. this could be a slip of the tongue. What is this Andy Murray one? So this is uh, so it was the Davis Cup, and uh, they they won. I think we've played it on the show before. It's a former yeah. close uh, sure. They've uh, so yeah, so they uh, they won, and uh, one of his teammates was what uh, was you know I think they were in wherever they were playing, like they were in. Poland or whatever. Yeah, they're on the road. They're on the road. Well, let's just hear it right now. Okay, yeah. sure. I got it right here. Perfect. This is a revisit to yeah. the clip of the week. You're going to be on a flight, so you can't enjoy the celebrations, but we really hope your teammates can have a drink on you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Dom's got, got, got a little girlfriend on the go here in Glasgow. Um, so, uh, yeah, he's maybe celebrated with her this evening. <laughs> What's her name? She's Dom. Dom. Dom, come on. Come on. 
no. You've wow. actually landed me in this. You've actually been landing wow. me in this. Yeah. Okay, ready to Because I actually have a girlfriend who's going to be watching this. So. <laughs> On that bomb. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. What Classic. a couple of great fellas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just really holding up that sanctity of girlfriendship. I mean, there. there's no sanctity in girl. If, if he's not married, if he's not in the eyes of the Lord, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, because if it's not around the cup, the big man up the above. tabernacle. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. don't care. Now Unless, speaking. Oh, sorry. No, I, go, go ahead. ahead. No, no, no. It's it's. I, I was done. Sure. I was winding it down. Okay. Well, <laughs> I, I was gonna do a segue from the previous Barkley clip because speaking of Skip Bayless. Skip Bayless's broadcast partner, yes. Stephen A. Smith, yes. got into it oh this past my God. week with yes. uh, LeVar Ball. LeVar Ball, the, the father, uh, of, father Lonzo of Lonzo Ball, who has been lighting it up and for UCLA. I think LaMelo Ball. LaMelo Ball, who's yeah. lighting it up in, in high, high school. school. And LeVar, did he play pro basketball? He played, uh, he played college basketball. <clears throat> okay. And so he I feel came... like you can't not play when Ball is literally your name. True, true. Um, ball yeah. is life. Ball is life. Ball Absolutely. is name. Ball is <laughs> ball is testes. And okay. uh, like this clip, I mean, it's like two minutes long. We'll play the whole thing. Yeah, it's, it's unreal. Stephen A. Smith, uh, we've has been a clip of the weaker a couple times before. Insane broadcaster. And Lavar Ball makes the absurd claim that he could beat Michael Jordan at one on one, which Stephen A. Smith has a real issue with. And then Lavar Ball quadruples down on it by saying that he could never lose to anyone at one-on-one. I feel like this is like a pointed attack on Stephen A. Smith just to try to make his brain explode. It from works, it, too. It almost works, yeah. It's a pretty amazing It's exchange. It's ridiculous because you kind of are like, Stephen A. Smith is like on the right side here of this argument. Yes, oh yeah, which happens so rarely. Makes my brain explodes. So we found someone that can can defeat Stephen A. It's Smith unreal. and yeah, being no, on the wrong legendary. side of the argument. Uh, yeah, but let's let's just roll the clip. Yeah. We, we talk about the GOAT here, the greatest of all time, Michael Jordan, and you running your mouth talking about you're going to beat him one-on-one. Why would you say something so blasphemous? In my heyday, blasphemous. he would need help. Really? He too really? small. His name is big, and y'all like, it was and a 505 game, he good. One-on-one, I'm undefeated, never lost. Will you stop it? Don't never lost one-on-one. On one. That don't make any sense. Listen, Ain't nobody really being heyday one-on-one. Why are you saying stuff like you that? took you the distance one-on-one. That's exactly. You look like you were tired. Hey, let me ask you this like I tell him. You know, that's why you're smiling right did now. Did I win or lose? Did I win or lose? All I care about is the W. I don't you care how I beat him. You were tired from dancing. Are you talking about you going to beat Michael Jordan? Michael Jordan. How you going to beat me? You know what? It's good. I got to hear how you going to beat me. Pick your poison. How's he going to beat me? Why are you saying stuff like this? Tell me how he's going to beat me. Why are you doing this? Why are you? Tell me. What? Everybody used to say who what? was the best. Michael Jordan or Who did LeBron? you think was the best? They who said, did you think was the best? best? Kobe or LeBron? Who did you think was the best? Guess what the story is now? Who th- Who's better? LeVar or Michael Ain't Jordan? Ain't nobody think about no damn LeVar. <laughs> 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 Ain't nobody think about no LeVar. Ain't LeVar. Are you good? Lonzo, yes. Not LeVar. Lonzo don't want to see me. I'm too big, too strong. That's his own son he's talking about beating. We're not ready for this. You you were on record talking about put your son on the Golden State Warriors. Yes. And put Steph Curry on UCLA. Yes. And your son would be, explain how right your son now. would be right, right now. Right now. Right now. Now. That UCLA is- wouldn't be where they at. Steph Curry gonna shoot him out the game. He ain't rebounding and passing that ball. Shoot him out the game. Shoot, shoot him out the game. Out the game. Out the game. Not in the game. Soon as they the double game. him up, he gonna lose that ball. He too little. Now you put Lonzo on there with all them athletes and running and gunning. Hold guess on, what? 
your son, your son is that much bigger than than, than Steph Curry? He's bigger than Steph Curry. Steph Curry, what, 6'2"? Steph Curry about 6'3". Okay, I'll let him be 6'4". He's still shorter than my boy. <laughs> <laughs> can he jump? Can he run? Not like my boy. Let me tell you something. Oh if you take God. Steph Curry... How do you... How do you, you... You... Something is wrong with you. <laughs> yes. I'll tell you what's wrong sense. with you. I keep talking to you. Max, next. <laughs> <laughs> you go ahead. You go and talk to me. You go and talk to right Max. Right, well, I don't even understand you right now. This is this is, this this is, this is the insane. criticism. Talk to him, Max. This is the criticism, actually. That I there we go. It's unbelievable. He does need his own TV show, and I think we're gonna probably have more Levar Ball segments. Uh, yeah, if his sons continue to get famous, there's no doubt about it. Uh, I think he's taking like the prison approach as we were talking about prison earlier, yeah. of like, just take on the biggest, baddest guy on your first day. That's true. Take, like, the biggest loudmouth, yeah, basically. Exactly. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, he's challenging Michael Jordan. <laughs> no, he says it is prime. He could beat Michael Jordan one-on-one, -on -one, and then says that his own son, who is only averaging 15 points a game, would be better than Steph Curry well, in the same situation. It's, it's intangibles. He's more right. of a team player. Right, right, of he's course. He's moving yeah. the ball around. <laughs> right. Steph will shoot them out the game. I mean, easily the best part is when he's like, what's Steph, 6'2"? And Steven's like, no, he's 6'3". He's like, oh, <laughs> let him be 6'4". <laughs> Still not as tall as my boy. <laughs> oh, my God. I like, yeah. I like the part where he said he was going to, where his own son would be afraid to play him on one-on-one. -on -one. Well, he's got the old man. Yeah, think about it, right? He's, he's I'm not got saying, the old man strength. Totally. I'm not saying that he would be... He's scary looking also. He's definitely very he scary. He becomes He's like big. unhinged yeah. at multiple times yeah. during that video. Yeah. Uh, I think if any like athlete's father is most likely to murder some like if you just heard like athlete's father murders man, you'd be like, Oh, that's probably LeVar Ball. <laughs> He's like the, the Lindsay Lohan's dad of yes. athletic fathers. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Except funny. Lindsay Lohan's dad was pretty funny. I don't know. Isn't he kind of <laughs> like a drunken mess of a man who like stole all her money and shit? Yeah, he was funny in like a being John Malkovich. Oh, uh, okay. Where it's like, it's like a tragic movie. <laughs> <laughs> He's funny in like a, like a Schindler's List kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> no, that movie's really funny. It's like that. You know that part where it's just like such an irrepressible tragedy, it's funny? <laughs> yeah, you know that comedy? <laughs> that real uplifter? <laughs> Absolutely, that's why I watch it. Um, I don't think I've ever seen Schindler's List, actually. I but have yeah, not either. A grown man just <laughs> making... Yeah, it doesn't really sound that good, right? You're like, oh, black and white movie about <laughs> the Holocaust? There's some red in there. Yeah. It's like there's... Uh, no, there is, though. There's a, there's a, there's a, a little girl in a red dress. Yeah. Oh, yeah. right, okay. Yeah. Uh, you guys uh, have both seen the it, only I piece of color. I think it's, yeah, it's like symbolic of... Innocence? Maybe, yeah. Chastity? I don't know. Cups? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's actually, uh, she has tarot cards, but they're all cups. The five of cups? <laughs> what did you just say to me? <laughs> you heard me. The five of cups. I don't know if that's a good or bad card. Yeah. I, don't, I don't even know. Is My that even favorite a card? hack tarot card joke in every show about tarot cards is when they're like, death. That's bad. No, it's good. Every <laughs> yeah. goddamn movie. And then like movie. a squirrel or something comes up. And yeah. It's like, yeah. And then it's like, ah, the, the cute frog. Oh, that's really bad. <laughs> death is good. It's a good card. It means luck. Yeah, or whatever. <laughs> Suck um, a cup. But yeah, a, a grown man making baseless assertions that he could dominate 
literally anyone in a professional sports setting. I don't really think there's any like relatable content in there. I, <laughs> it doesn't sound familiar to me at all. But I thought you would say you did. Speaking didn't of which, uh, I think we can segue into our top three. I believe we can. Questions of the week. Hey, yo, it's the top three questions of the week on Real Good Show. You know what the fuck it is, bitch? We murdering CFL podcasts up in this motherfucker. Russell, look out. Ivan, do you want to do murder now? Have you heard that? <laughs> yeah. He's yes. all fired up to kill yeah. Skip Bayless. He just, he just, you can't see this, but Ivan did a corporate tonight, and he's wearing a really nice button-up shirt, and he just ripped it off his body. <laughs> yeah. So. You know what? I'm uh, One-on-one, I could murder anybody. <laughs> <laughs> Ow. I just hit my head on the pillar laughing at your joke. <laughs> but not now, like five years ago. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Oh, you could take on Ted Bundy in his prime? Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Whatever. You get a murderer. (laughs) Fictional murderers. I'll murder Dexter. (laughs) One-on-one. He doesn't get a kill room. It's (laughs) one-on-one. No kill room. No planning. (laughs) Bundy, what? He ate children? No, he ate adults. I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) He's going to need help. My own son would be afraid of me anyway. Okay, guys. Don't we have have the, the Globe and Mail article, don't we? Isn't that one of them? What? Yes. Are we doing the Globe and Mail article? Oh, or, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Was, uh, yeah, okay. No, I forgot okay. we're cutting out that one question. Yeah. 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 So, question uh, number three. Sorry, yes. Question number three. More of a... of a. Uh, He's pointing something out to us. It's more of gonna... one of those like talk about yeah. questions, you know, because you see that on Speak a lot on of... This. Yeah, you see that on a lot of uh, interviews because there was that whole controversy about the Sports Illustrated for Kids question. You guys see that going yeah. around on Twitter? No. There's like... Uh, so Sports Illustrated for Kids has had some reporters at the Final Four. Uh, or well, not the the final four hasn't happened yet, but at some of the March Madness games, and this one reporter got mad at one of the kids for asking a question that he felt was like not analogous to the game, and uh, people just like fucking lit him up all over it, and then that whole thing well, was like going yeah. in on a child. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah, it was child abuse, and so <laughs> they uh, so they went in on a child, and then so other people were like, well, here were the other questions that were asked, and they were all like piss poor questions from old white men. Talk and about men, uh, yeah, and a lot of them were talk about. So this is like a talk about question. Uh, so this is the one hundred point question this week from Red River Rebel at Fibrous Internet, and uh, he slash she asks. Or says, please discuss the Leah McLaren situation. So, Ivan, do you have you, do you have any? Uh, have you been following along on the Twitter tonight? Uh, Leah McLaren, yes, yes, yeah. of the McLaren F1 car company, <laughs> exactly. Absolutely. Yes, yeah. and you'll see one the how that's related once the uh, Justin reads what the story <laughs> this is. This is the uh, Canadian media controversy uh, of the hour, and uh, oh boy, what a what a what a controversy it is. Leah McLaren is a columnist for the Globe and Mail ah. uh, who published this uh, column from her. Uh, and it only stayed up on their website for maybe half an hour before somebody had the idea that I believe she might be confessing to a crime, yeah. and we should probably pull this. It reads like from something you're, you're forced to sign after a police interrogation. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> the oh. headline is Leah McLaren, the joy and politics of breastfeeding someone else's baby. What? <laughs> politics. That's the main problem. <laughs> oh, it gets better. Uh, the subheading is the odd thing about breastfeeding another mother's infant. It doesn't actually feel odd at all. 
And so, uh, for the record, this was up on uh, the Global Mail's website for which, like four which minutes. is like the New York Times of Canada for our American listeners. It's pretty big. Yeah, it's like but the, it was literally the up paper for, of record. Yeah, it was up for legitimately four minutes. There's <laughs> one tweet that links to it, and so it's on the Internet Archive or whatever. So someone found it on there. The actual, it's been taken down. It was taken down within minutes. We begin. Watching the dispiriting moral fumbling match that passes for a conservative party leadership campaign this spring, I've often found myself reminded of the time I tried to breastfeed Michael Chong's baby. (laughs) To be fair, at the time, I didn't know it was Mr. Chong's baby. I didn't even know Mr. Chong, who was now, as he was then, the conservative MP for Wellington Halton Hills and currently the best pick of an otherwise sad litter for CPC leader. The breastfeeding incident occurred at a Toronto house party. It was an in-between sort of evening, neither a rager nor a formal gathering. Can I stop you there quickly? Because you can't have a sentence where you say the breastfeeding incident occurred <laughs> and then followed up by saying it was, it was like it was pretty normal it was like in between like I also like night. I also like the use of the word litter like there's like a whole litter of like like he was the saddest pick of the litter as though to suggest like there's a lot of babies there's in the litter. There's a lot of baby imagery. And also and taking also, yeah. time out from your heinous baby rape story <laughs> to slam the conservative party. Oh, yeah. Just got to slide that in there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was neither a rager nor a formal dinner party. The sort of casual and expensively lubricated early evening into night gathering that exhausted people in their 30s with small children tend to favor. I was about 25 oh and God. did not have a baby or even a boyfriend at the time. She's describing the orgy from Eyes Wide Shut, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> and, and I was broody in the way that young women in their late 20s often are. Before, broody? Bef- but she was in her mid-20s. Before they realized that turning 30 is just the beginning of something, rather than a vertiginous cliff. Uh, there's a there's a $10 off of, word. Off yeah. of which <laughs> unlucky young cliff. women fall to die alone and be forgotten. Right-click thesaurus. Vertiginous? <laughs> yeah, that one. <laughs> <laughs> I was feeling a bit glum and distracted, so I'd wandered upstairs in search of a bathroom in which to reapply my lipstick and check my phone for random texts from inappropriate men. This was before Tinder. <laughs> I walked into a bedroom with coats piled high on the bed and noticed that in the corner, sitting wide awake in a little portable car seat, was the cutest baby I'd ever seen. On the table beside him was a monitor. I smiled at the baby. The baby smiled back. Now this was a connection. Oh my god. (laughs) This is horrible. I leaned over and gingerly picked him up and then sat down in a chair to give him a cuddle. He he felt gorgeous in my arms. (laughs) All all warm and lumpy and milky smelling in the way... the milky smell in the way small you know, babies the way milk are smells that you like you know that milk smell somehow my pinky finger ended up in his mouth and i was astonished at the strength of his sucking reflex this is like penthouse forum if, if there was a penthouse forum equivalent for highlights for children <laughs> you can't just throw dear, hi- dear highlights for children dear i never <laughs> thought this would happen to me yeah. but this lady came in at my parents party <laughs> also and she the- gave me <laughs> Also, she he, came he, in wearing a hot number. I could tell she was at that point in her 20s when she was really looking for some hot baby And action. also, here are the seven differences between those two photos at the, at the end of the last <laughs> magazine. I was feeling particularly gorgeous. <laughs> 
she looked at me and I smiled back, and that's when I knew we had a connection. So this keeps going. I was astonished at the strength of his sucking reflex. (laughs) Come on, lady, said his eyes. No. And suddenly, I knew what he wanted. (laughs) Oh, yeah, she hasn't even taken her boob out yet. And I, of course, wanted to give him what he wanted. The only problem was I had no milk. But would it Yeah, that's the only problem. <laughs> We've uh, that's we can all agree. Five hundred words in, that is the only objectionable thing that has been said so far. But would it be so bad, I wondered, if I just tried it out, just for a minute, just to see what it felt like. I looked at the baby monitor as if it might be watching me, but yeah. thankfully this was before monitors had cameras. <laughs> Then, slowly, carefully, so as not to jostle the infant, I began to unbutton my blouse. Just as I was reaching into my bra, a shortish man with a navy suit walked into the room. Oh, um, hello, he said, in a friendly, upbeat tone that could not entirely conceal the fact that he was flummoxed to see me sitting there with my top half unbuttoned holding his baby. I see you've met my son. (laughs) May I take him now? (laughs) The man, of course, was Michael Chong. Of course. I never caught the baby's name. Mr. Chong took his son, bade me a swift and polite goodbye, and I didn't see him again for the rest of the party. Probably because he left sensibly with his family an hour later, while I no doubt hung around talking nonsense until after midnight. Good lord. I realize now that it was wrong and rude and frankly a bit weird of me to think I could breastfeed a stranger's baby just for kicks. Especially when you don't have milk ducts. Anyway. I hate to think what would have happened if Mr. Chong, or worse, his wife, had walked in while I was in the act. I think if I found a strange woman, one who was both childless and milkless, nursing my baby at a party, I'd be inclined to give her a swift smack upside the head and then call the police. Having said that, in the years since having my own babies, I have two or three times breastfed my friends' babies and let my babies in turn be fed by them. Uh, So wait. What is the point of this article? Like, what was the point she was trying to make? That it is weird to put your nipple in a foreign baby's mouth? Because, hey, we're all on board. We're coming up on the end here. Oh, so I thought you were done. No, and here's the odd thing I found. She buttons it all up. (laughs) (laughs) That's the end. Things things are really going to make sense in Act 3, are they? Here's the odd thing I found about breastfeeding another mother's infant. It doesn't actually feel odd at all. Feeding my friend Kiki's son, Diego, and my friend Rosie's daughter, Delilah, I had the same thought. Yep, I could keep this baby, or any baby, alive with my body if I really needed to. And the babies were equally blasé about the whole thing. You'll do in a pinch, they seemed to be saying as they burrowed down for a snack of unmother's milk. It was heartening, oh, actually. that is the worst sentence I've ever heard in my entire <laughs> life. Burrowed down for a <laughs> snack of unmother's milk. And even a little bit oh, moving. Ah, I'm puking. Like that viral video a few years back of the actress Salma Hayek breastfeeding an orphaned baby in Sierra Leone. She was astonished at how easy and normal it felt, and so was I. My fleeting co-feeding experiences made me wonder why, with all the fuss that's made over the health benefits of breastfeeding, wet nurses, i.e. lactating nannies, aren't more of a thing. 
I mean, if you could afford it, why not have an extra pair of lactating boobs around for the crucial first year? Those 18th century aristocrats had one thing right. In any case, this is all to say that breastfeeding is a lovely and marvelous thing, as is co-feeding, and everyone should do it. Just don't try it with a stranger's baby in a bedroom at a party if you're 25 and stupid. Apologies to Mr. and Mrs. Sean. You know who was impregnating those wet nurses? (laughs) The husband, you idiot. (laughs) Oh, my God. She called them lactating nannies, too? Oh, yeah. I don't think anyone calls them lactating nannies. No, I don't think so, or at least I hope not. Well, on Pornhub, that's what they call them. And just name, like, she names the dude, too? Oh, it's horrible. Well, someone's going to ask Michael Chang about it And this had to be, like, 15 years ago or so. She looks like a lady in her... But like I've definitely I've definitely seen and read articles about this idea of like of like being a, like sharing milk with your friends kids Yeah, that's or one thing though. That's one the thing. The other thing like, is a law and order episode. Yeah, what is the story at the beginning? It doesn't have anything to do with anything other than creeping everyone the fuck yeah, out. Yeah, just want to brag of being about being at a party. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like yeah, a pretty I, fun I used party. to be hip. Yeah, I used to be at parties. It's gonna uh, be a, checking it, my phone for texts from inappropriate men. It's going to be uh, an interesting first day back at school after spring break tomorrow for Michael Chong's now teenage baby. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Also, why was the sentence waiting for texts from inappropriate yeah. men? Not inappropriate texts from men. Yeah, the men were inappropriate, of course. <laughs> they were very reasonable texts. Yeah. <laughs> Just Excuse me, can you bring me some bananas? <laughs> I kill dogs. <laughs> <laughs> this man is inappropriate. Oh my god, that is uh, so. That's a hundred points for bringing that to our attention. Yeah, yeah that's uh, yeah. It was that. I mean, the story was great. Looking at the look on Ivan's face the whole time was also <laughs> really great. Oh my god, everything about it was great. <sighs> okay. Uh, next question. So, uh, like, we could all just be journalists, then? Is that what that teaches us? So. Vertiginous, man. Yeah. If you can throw that in there, you are good to go. Vertiginous cliff. Vertiginous cliff. Yeah, just use the thesaurus to find, like, five different words that you don't really know how to use, but think you might. Toss them in there. Toss them in. And you're good to go. You're good all to right. go, baby. All right. Uh, well, in the stark country. <laughs> I like the. F- I, I, I was like imagining the end of that like highlights letter just being like, we made a connection. Then she pulled her boob out. No milk. What a fucking bitch. No milk in there at all. She had an empty tit. I what a this. tease. Yeah, horrible. I uh, love it. Like the baby wasn't even crying. It wasn't even like I was trying to calm it down. It was just like literally. Yeah. Like, like I felt casual. This. I found myself pulled to it. Yeah. Real cash. Seemed like the right thing to do in the moment. The baby emitted a form of human magnetism. Such a hot baby. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, he's just so gorgeous. Felt gorgeous. Well, I mean, Kurt Schilling has told us we do say that all the time. Like, look at that beautiful boy. Look at that handsome young man. Um, Okay, here we go. 200 points. This is a stark contrast to what just took place because it's a very fun question. Marlon the man, Marlon Phillips, asks, what are some gimmicky rules that would be created if there was an XFL-esque hockey league, i.e. they had their fumble coin toss? So Which is where they be? had to run out to the Yeah, so they put the, the they put the football at the 50-yard line. They started at the 20 or something, and they had to run after the ball, and the first person to get the ball won and the And the very toss. first fumble coin toss, the guy like broke yeah. his shoulder Their or best and the best player in the league. Yeah. Or who they thought was going to be the best player, yeah. 
Uh, so this is for an XFL, like the XHL. Yep. Um, well, they'll probably eliminate the blue lines. I would imagine offsides is no longer a thing. Yeah, probably. That would be like the no fair catch equivalent of... Uh, goalies are fair game. You can hit goalies. Oh, yeah. 100%. Hitting so there's goalies, no trapezoid. They sure can go wherever. You can hit goalies. I think, too, they would go, like, the puck would be a different shape. Like, the puck would be a triangle. It would also be something. constantly three on three. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, the puck's a triangle. And, uh, oh, yeah, I don't even know after All that. All the glass is sugar glass. So every time you check somebody, <laughs> they it smash. Just they yeah. are always smashing through it. <laughs> The glass just permanently explodes. Yeah, every like time. that's part of it. When yeah. you go to see the game, you yeah. gotta wear like a beekeeper's net so you don't get <laughs> glass so you in don't your just eye. Get sugar all over you. Yeah, it's just constant smashing. Yeah, I like that. Um, the refs are. Uh, I was thinking are repurposed refs. battle bots. Oh yeah, for sure. Just to tie that in there, and like the refs that. can trip you. That's part. Oh, of Oh yeah, the, oh, refs, yeah, the refs can, can get, get involved. In yeah, sure, yeah. Because yeah. well, we did have a question a couple of weeks ago about like what sport would be the best if the refs open carried and followed the stand your ground law. <laughs> so this just fo- so that's kind of like that. Yeah, yeah. It's just basically that yeah, the refs. In, yeah. The refs like are if, robots and they can hurt you at any time. I feel like if goalies are fair game, they need to like weaponize their equipment in some way. Also, oh, yeah, definitely. So you have like a yeah. spiked blocker that you can use to defend yourself. Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. High yeah, sticking's yeah. allowed for so sure. So in this XHL, uh, a lot of the players die. So it's a thing that. <laughs> no no visors. Well, not, yeah. not like... Oh, yeah, visors are for Europe. Not like lethal spikes, but just... Right, some, okay, yeah. like soft spikes. Like yeah. those homeless Like spikes. hardened plastic, not like sharp metal. Yeah, yeah, okay, sure. Yeah, yeah that's reasonable. What about like holes in the ice? People just fall. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, because we, we also had a question about that if there was like... Let's uh, slow it down. Sand <laughs> traps. Some, yeah. Some Let's water. get some grooves. Yeah. 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 So not only is Instead there of a the blue section ice. of the ice that's missing, we've also had to drill down into the floor of the arena to and make yeah. a Pour gravel in there. Instead yeah. of the blue line, the blue lines are gravel. <laughs> yeah. I like that. You better uh, jump. You better jump over it. One of the players can't is not allowed to wear skates. They got to play on their <laughs> just play on yeah. their feet. They yeah. can have like crampons maybe, but like no skates. And there's no time limit on the game anymore. Sixty <laughs> minutes, twenty minutes. It's cricket. Doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, the game only officially ends when the last pane of sugar glass has been. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> yes, <laughs> there you go. go. Perfect. Yeah. Beauty. Great question, Marlon. Um, That's right. two hundred points. That's two hundred points. And the number one question this week comes in from longtime listener, and by that I mean very short time listener, but he's very he's quick. Powerful. Making, through. He's powering through the episodes. Uh, this comes in from Duncan at Duncan I don't know on Twitter, and he asks me, but we can answer this as a whole if we want to. Who is Cullen the Comics favorite straight edge athlete and least favorite straight edge athlete? So you notoriously. So I am yes I I was You're straight edge I'm straight edge I guess yeah, yeah. no you are okay well yeah but I don't like you talk never self describe as that you yeah, need yeah. to embrace your okay yeah fine I, well other than the huge tattoo I have I'm not straight edge but um, you have the Pepsi logo yeah absolutely on your shoulder. absolutely I just love Pepsi a lot <laughs> um, so I would say my least favorite I'll start with the least favorite my least favorite straight edge athlete is Russell Wilson. I think he's a real bummer. <laughs> I don't like him. I think he's very you weird. You see the pictures of him with Sierra yeah, the, like him like the Sierra the, baby pictures yeah. really threw me off. And I just yeah, he just for he's not lo- cool about it, you know. For I the longest be cool. time, uh, I I thought that like uh, 
Russell Wilson and Sierra had like broken up because the way that he tweets about her gave off kind of like a Robin Thicke, Paula Patton vibe. To right, me, right, 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 right. That he's just publicly trying to win her back at all times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but no, they're apparently they're just been together never, the whole yeah, time. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah Russell Wilson has a uh, he has he uh, plays arena football. It's a dedication to Sierra, and no one watches it. <laughs> that is a real deep dive joke on how bad Robin Thicke breakup album <laughs> I, like that was crazy you guys remember that like how yeah. terrible it was the, yeah, yeah wasn't the, it just all about him sorry for cheating on you yeah it was repeatedly? called the it album was called, was called paula, paula. And uh, and it sold like legitimately like 500 copies. <laughs> like it was like an insane, like a number you couldn't even comprehend. Um, but as far as my favorite straight edge athlete goes, uh, I am going to go with uh, AC Green. Uh, so he was uh, he was a very uh, famous virgin. Uh, so I don't know about his drinking and drugs, but it seemed like he wasn't on board with that either. I mean, he was Volcel as well. He was what? Vol- voluntarily celibate. Oh, he was Volcel. Okay. He was an incel, which is involuntarily celibate. Oh, I got gotcha. you. Oh, he was definitely Volcel. Yeah. He played on the Lakers in a very sexual he, I would almost argue he's the biggest Volcel of all time based on the shit he had to put up with. And yeah, pure, so pure opportunity. Yeah. yeah, so AC Green, uh, so th- th- I'm, uh, I found out a lot about him from this. Uh, there was a, a short documentary made about him not that long ago because he's also the NBA Iron Man. He never missed a game as in, in his entire NBA career, and he was a virgin the entire time. And so they made uh, Will Ferrell and Adam McKay made like a funny short documentary called The Iron Virgin. And this came out like a year ago. So people made some uh, made some articles about it. So this one is from the Daily Beast. And I'm just going to read some excerpts. Uh, So they're talking about, first of all, how difficult it was to party with the Lakers at that time uh, because Magic Johnson was so aggressive. And so this is uh, an ex-Lakers teammate, Frank Brakowski, describing a Magic Johnson party. He said, he would have the finest girls in L.A. there, the absolute finest. And at midnight, you had to get busy with somebody or you had to get the fuck out. So if you were a guy at midnight, you'd get as close as you could to the hottest possible woman. Magic went around in this freaky, voyeuristic way. He'd check on you. He'd go throughout the house, the pool. He'd order people to start doing things. All you had to do was be near a chick. There were guys who would yell, Magic, she's not getting busy. She's not. And then he'd run over and she'd get busy. You know what's, Celebrity you know what's is seductive to in me? LA. Is that like sexually, like nothing bad ever came of this for Magic Johnson? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, nothing at all. Like all good. It was just all Smooth super sailing. Just <laughs> super good. So Green uh, was a very uh, chaste man. He organized a school-wide protest after finding out that Playboy was being sold on campus, and then opposed. This is one of my favorite moments of the article. Opposing crowds began to taunt AC Green during free throws with cutouts of women in bikinis. So pretty solid. Uh, and then anyway, they go on to explain that uh, in his rookie season, Magic Johnson didn't believe him. He's like, no, I'm celibate. I'm not into this. And Magic Johnson was like, fine, we're all going to bet. He's like, I bet you don't last two months. He's like, if you can last two months without fucking someone in the NBA, you win. And the, the pot was $600. And AC Green won no problem. And then uh, he has a great quote here. I think the pot would be a lot bigger. 
Uh, but this is 1990, it's, I guess. so it's not. I mean, that's probably a couple thousand now. But I suppose. Yeah. So then, AC Green. This is my favorite quote of the entire article because Green was a tenacious player despite being a virgin. That seems to be the like thing of the article. Like, oh, even though he didn't well, he focused all of his sexual energy into being a exactly. dominant player on the court. So Green says, "I'm gonna hit, and I'm gonna hit, and I'm gonna hit." Green said of his aggressive style of play, and I learned that from reading the Old Testament. I think Jesus would have been the kind of basketball player that would have been unstoppable. (laughs) Uh, So just for that quote alone, AC Green is my favorite. Uh, He also did a celibacy rap song with himself, David Robinson, and Barry Sanders. And it's like possibly the most 90s thing I've ever seen. Justin can throw that up on the blog. Uh, But yeah, he ended up retiring in 2001, married a lady in 2002, and they consummated the marriage. After that, he finally fucked. He finally, yes, he finally fucked. So AC Green is my favorite straight edge. Great answer. Salute you. Thank you. Yes, uh, we. Yes, I salute you, AJ, uh, AC Green, AJ Slater, AC Slater. Okay. Uh, yeah, and uh, now I'm still waiting. So if any, if there are any ladies out there, <laughs> you said you slept with someone earlier on this podcast. <laughs> no, I didn't. Uh, maybe, that was before yeah, the podcast before started. We started. <laughs> when did Thanks, you guys Ivan. start recording? I don't <laughs> usually just come on the show and I'm like, hey, guess what? I slept with a girl. <laughs> you do have the whole we have a theme song for oh, We don't have a theme song for me banging <laughs> girls. Welcome back to John Bang's Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just motorcycle sounds in the background. So who'd you bang this week, John? <laughs> well, there was this one lady. This, uh, this, listen, she was a nice lady. Inappropriate texts, though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I feel like this is a very difficult question to answer because, like, h- how many players are like public with the fact that they don't partake? Yeah, like that. I could. I know when I, I first mean, I saw think the AC question, Green is just he's like the, the famous one, yeah. answer. But I, yeah, I couldn't really think of anyone else that I know off of like by like I didn't even know how to we've, Google. We've got like it. noted UFC fighter CM Punk. Yep. Uh, and then like the rest of the guys, I'd just be guessing on personality. Like I would think that like Sidney Crosby might qualify. But yeah. he seems like he maybe has some beers. Okay, so this oh, is yeah. a list from, from time to this time. is a list from Bleacher Report. So they have C.J. Wilson, who is a hundred percent straight edge, apparently pitcher. Um, oh, I could see baseball having a lot of yeah. yeah. Oh, Sydney, Sydney Crosby this. is on this list. I don't know if he is. Uh, I don't know if he's actually straight edge. And I'm also curious about his girl. Like I'm, I feel like Sydney is possibly gay, and. I, I don't know. I just I got a feeling. He's just such a mystery. Yeah, I mean, he has a a longtime girlfriend that he finally revealed when they won the Stanley Cup this year, and she just happened to be on the ice. And they're like, "Oh, by the way, this is Crosby's girlfriend, and he's also been dating her for like five years, but he doesn't like to talk about." But it. like, I also have he's just to, very quiet. Yeah, off the I have stuff. to commend him for being able to maintain a pretty secretive private life while at the same time being the most famous hockey player in the world. You know? Right, right, like, right. That's pretty impressive. Oh, yeah. I guess there's Tim Tebow. Oh, yeah. That's pretty famous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't never liked him, really, though. But he sucks, though. Yeah, he sucks. Yeah. These are, then this the article baseball thing all... with him is still happening somehow. That keeps going. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're just they're really trying it. This but is straight, in... straight Edge has nothing to do with sex, though, does it? Uh, just... It doesn't have to. It yeah. can, but it doesn't have to. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Straight Edge is like when it's drinking you don't drugs, drink yeah. and you don't do drugs, but you still like... Are tough. 
Right. Yeah. I've been hardened in the streets. Whereas, like, John is just like, I don't drink and I don't do drugs, but... But I'm hard. I'm not tough. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm definitely not tough. That's for sure. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, it's tough to say. Like, even this list that they have on... Uh, on, on Wikipedia, it says Moshe Kasher on here. I don't, is that true? The comedian? Yeah. yeah. No, the other Moshe Kasher. I don't know. Um, I feel like uh, that would be like he was like maybe had problems and then I, w- yeah. went straight edge. I think he, he, yeah. grew, he grew up around some pretty strange things in Oakland, if right. I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that's what I thought too. So yeah, a lot of these people like that they have on this <laughs> list of straight edge people, it's definitely people that I know like had issues yeah, and I now. don't think that qualifies. No, exactly. You start straight edge. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. You can't just like get it all out of the way in your twenties. <laughs> yeah, and then be uh, like, you know what? I'm straight edge now that I have kids. And that's a like retiring and then saying you're undefeated. <laughs> you're like I don't play anymore, so technically I've never lost. Yeah, <laughs> it's very a, true. It's not uh, like. Uh, a born again Christian thing. It's not a come to Jesus moment. It's like a come to cranberry juice moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just, I just love soda water now. <laughs> <laughs> I found my calling and it was bubbles with nothing else. <laughs> I don't want any taste. I just like the bubbles. How does it make you feel afterwards? Stronger, better, more confident? No. Bubble. <laughs> feel those bubs. <laughs> Great question. Yeah. Great quote from Dean Martin. He says, I feel bad for people that don't drink because they wake up in the morning and that's the best they're going to feel all day. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yeah, I'm a loser, guys. We've all established it. Yeah. And And uh, I think think my my favorite Dean Martin quote is, I'm going to throw a pizza at that woman's face. (laughs) (laughs) It's a great quote. Can't argue with that. But I think Duncan is up to like episode like fifty seven something at like this that. Point, yeah, yeah. Which he started he's the show a like a go, month yeah. and a half ago. Yeah. No, he's, doing pretty, well. he's on a pretty impressive run. Yeah. From one to eighty eight he might be at by the time. By the we, time we, we get, get there, there yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh but we will go from there into everyone's favorite segment because it means we're on the home stretch, the cherry on top of our cynical Sunday where we pick the things we like from the world at large. One good thing. If a lot of people love each other, the world would be a better place to live. And this is a cultural recommendation for the folks at large, Ivan. Uh, gentlemen, what do you like this week? Uh, there was like a Pizzagate protest yesterday in D.C. And <laughs> I don't know if you were following along on Twitter. I, w- it was I was. the funniest thing. Uh, it was like kind of depressing, too. But because there was like a family, this like young couple with like three children. And they're, you know what Pizzagate is, Ivan? No. Pizzagate. Yeah, is that like a hashtag of like some kind of angry pizza thing that happened? Yes, You've yeah, yeah pretty, pretty much nailed, nailed it. it. Yeah. Uh, so it's, I mean, there's a lot of I don't want to dive. It's the deep. only conspiracy theory that Alex Jones has forcibly no, walked back. He just doubled down on it again today and said, "I've got more PizzaGate information breaking tomorrow." So, so this is like some serious pizza stuff. It's like uh, there's a, there's yes. like a satanic uh, child sex ring being run out of a Washington D.C. pizza parlor. There is Freq- actually frequented by like Hillary Clinton, John Podesta, all those guys. It was like the neighborhood pizza place that the DNC would order all of their lunch from. And yeah. so when their leaked emails came out, crazy right-wing people were like, "Oh, like 
the pizza is code for child sex. So cheese or no cheese or no sauce means that they're shaved bald. Like it's all coded for sex things. And like they, they have been a real like, uh, weirdo they, child heavy yeah. episode. They have like all ages shows at this uh, the pizza place, and the the right wing like shut ins were like it's all ages. Like what is that? Because they live in fucking buttfuck Tennessee. <laughs> yeah, they don't have all ages shows. Uh, but yeah, my one good thing is is this protest was just absolutely insane, and there was a guy who brought a pizza box and obviously had just like emptied out the because there was like pizza grease yeah. spots in so it. And it he wrote clean. a bunch of stuff on there, and he wrote something about how PizzaGate is a conspiracy. Uh, the government wants to harvest our louche, <laughs> and I looked this up. It's L O O S H, and it's like this like body energy that aliens harvest. He was wearing like a mat, like a V for Vendetta mask. Yes. And I mean, it was just this murderer's row of. Um, but yeah, the family was the best because all three of the kids were wearing custom made Yeah, the t-shirts. family was, great. was wearing That yeah. said, I am not pizza. Actually, the best was when the, <laughs> the, the African American woman went up on stage and was talking about Pizzagate and connecting it to those missing girls in D.C., and everyone was cheering. And then she started talking about white privilege, and they all started booing her. <laughs> uh, Pizzagate, I believe, white privilege. Uh, let's, let's hold on a second. A uh, friend of the show, Mike Tunison, had a great tweet where he took the photo of that family with their, them all in their custom T-shirts and juxtaposed oh, it yeah. with a shot from The Simpsons of when like child services comes to the house and Maggie has a note taped to her <laughs> yeah. that says, I'm a stupid baby. <laughs> stupid babies need the most attention. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's that's pretty good. Yeah, that's my one good thing. <clears throat> All right, I'm gonna go to Twitter for mine as well. Uh, last weekend, I had an exchange with the uh, rock band Diarrhea Planet. Oh yeah, and uh, it was one of the funniest Twitter exchanges I've ever had because it c- was also related to this show, which made me laugh very hard. So what happened was I I just tweeted out a late night thought. I said, "Here is a list of bands I refuse to listen to based on their name." And then I wrote Pure Bathing Culture, Perfume Genius, and Diarrhea Planet. And then someone responded to that. Uh, I don't remember uh, where it was, but someone responded to that tweet and Diarrhea Planet favorited it, meaning that they were kind of involved in the thread. So I said that I was, I thought it was really funny that Diarrhea Planet faved one of the songs. I will now listen to exactly one of their songs. And then they faved that tweet again. I was like, I see that you faved that. What song should I listen to? And they sent me a YouTube link, and it was a link to 311's Amber, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, which we talked about with Nick Dyka. It's a classic uh, recurring song on New Metal Nook. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, so yeah, that was just funny to me because, like I said, yeah, we talked about it on the Nick Dyka episode. So I, uh, I said, okay, okay, you guys got me now, and I downloaded their album Turn to Gold. And so I'll recommend Diarrhea Planets Turn to Gold. So they won you over. Well, I don't even know if I like it. I haven't even listened to it yet, but uh, they won me over. <laughs> oh, okay. They, they won me over with the tweets enough that I will recommend that tweet string and their album. Wonderful. Ivan? What, uh, what do I got to do? Make a <laughs> pop culture good. recommendation or like anything that you like. A pop culture recommendation? Yeah, like where is there a, like a video game you like or an album you're liking right now? I mean, or I, a book I, that I recommended read? a child sex ring, so. Uh, oh, I, I was going to, I don't know, like. Sorry I, if I was stepping on your toes. Like. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I was going to bring up that thing. <laughs> um, I mean, if you want a good comedy album that I listen to on a plane, uh, Kurt Metzger's White Precious is very good. I flew home from Prince George and uh, I listened to it on a plane and I was laughing enough that the person in the seat next to me was doing the sideways look. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> 
Nice. <laughs> but I, I mean, if you want to go to Twitter, there was a thing today with United Airlines. They got in trouble. Oh, yeah. Oh, that yeah, was yeah, solid, right. too. That was yeah. funny. And uh, I'm, I'm pretty happy about it because apparently they were just... I don't like... I don't understand why or how, and I didn't even get to the conclusion of it because I had to go and do something, but they were denying women on the plane because of their pants like yeah. they're wearing leggings and they're like no yeah no leggings and i was like i've never seen this happen i fly no, like never. every week and just like some united employee just like read it in the handbook it was like did you know we're supposed to deny <laughs> Le- well today's we gotta start now and they're then, not dressed appropriately yeah and then and united that is left at the discretion of whoever's working the yeah. desk at the time and united came out and said like just horribly like they're Blue checked account yeah. was like, "Hey, we have the right to do this." <laughs> <We're> yeah. like, okay, <laughs> all right. Yeah. And then Delta came in and was like, "Hey, you can do whatever you want on our planes. <laughs> yeah, of course, <laughs> we're good." And you but breastfeed then, someone else's baby. <laughs> yeah, it's all good. Anybody wants to come in here? And <laughs> <laughs> but somebody said that the reason why they don't allow leggings is because they melt on the emergency slides. That was the reason. I saw like, that too. The spandex or something yeah. is like, yeah. It was like, if you slide down that slide, it'll melt onto you. I think if the emergency slide has been deployed, we're probably not too worried um, about yeah. some pant melting. I might see that also, girl's butt. Also, <laughs> yeah. like, there's going to be like firemen there. Yeah. I would assume. It's like yeah. the best Some time girls to melt just like, oh test. my God. I, mm-hmm. Oh, you know what? Just kill me. Just but let me die. Like, I don't want anyone to see my melted butt pants. If the slide is deployed, the plane obviously did not make a normal landing. <laughs> like, no. it's probably exploded. And I'm sure at that point, you're worried about your limbs missing, not like, oh, my pants, though. Well, two of the girls didn't make it, but one. <laughs> One of them had their butt exposed when, <laughs> by their melted pants. Yeah. <laughs> God forbid. Oh, United, you idiots. Was United the one, remember when they, someone accidentally tweeted out the picture of the, the woman with the plane in her vagina? Was that United? You oh, guys remember that? No. Yes, I do remember The it. woman was like masturbating herself with a toy plane. Yes. And it got tweeted out by the airline yes. official yes. account. Yes. yes. As a reply to someone, I think, but it got, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. That is the it best. Was a very, yeah. It was extremely explicit. Well, let me just uh, Google plane vagina. Plane <laughs> Great work, sure. United. All right, I'm back on board. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, U.S. Airways it was tweets US Airways. pick of woman with toy airplane in her vagina. Oh, it's U.S. Airways. A photo of a woman's vagina with a model plane in it was accidentally tweeted by U.S. Airways in response to a customer <laughs> complaint and left up on their feed for an hour before it was deleted oh my god well, yeah here's the uncensored one yeah oh yeah i'm on it we welcome your feedback l if travel is complete you can detail here for review and follow-up oh my god good job Our twitter is so good the original photo can be easily found online under the search terms amateur girl crazy bizarre insertion this conversation certainly went in an interesting direction quickly. <laughs> Justin? Wow. Uh, I went to a concert uh, last Monday. It was the homecoming show, the oh, final yeah. night of the tour for Vancouver's own Japan Droids, oh. who played uh, the Commodore with Craig Finn last week. And it was a wonderful concert. Uh, because it was the last night of the tour, I feel like their voices were like a little shot at that point, six weeks in. Uh, but uh, the crowd energy just made it so electric. It reminded me a lot of like going to like punk shows at community centers in high school. Um, yeah. But just like that kind of vibe 
put into a larger venue. Yeah. So the crowd was crazy. It was like the most crowd surfing that I've ever seen at the Commodore before. <laughs> and uh, so great show, great band, and a great album, too. Uh, their new record is uh, the same name as the lead single, Near to the Wild Heart of Life. And I would strongly recommend checking it out. It's only eight songs. It took them five years to write from their last album. <laughs> uh, but uh, well worth the wait from our our own Japan droids. Excellent. Yeah. Absolutely. And with that, that will do it for this week's episode. Our roommate continues to be no one as we record live in the Real Good Studios here in Olympic Village. Our interns are the fine folks at SeatGeek. Promo code REALGOOD. Our guest has been Ivan Decker. Ivan, uh, thank you for doing the show. Oh, thank you for having me. Uh, how can people find you? I am on Twitter, at United Airlines. <laughs> <laughs> no span, hashtag no spandex. Hashtag planes up the cup. Uh, <laughs> uh, at Ivan Decker is my Twitter handle. And uh, I have an album on uh, Spotify, iTunes, all that stuff called I Wanted to Be a Dinosaur, if you want to listen to my comedy. And that's, that's, that's all I'll tell you about me. Wonderful. Nice. Uh, if you like the show, please support it and help Stefan make his dream of fucking it's his not about dre- it's not like come a, true. This, no, it's, it's it's been your lifelong dream. Yeah. It's one of the first things you told me when yeah. we first met. Absolutely. Uh, Stefan's like, whoa, I remember. I specifically remember it. We were at the, no, uh, well, the cottage, as, whatever, the Craven Cottage. No, as, Cedar, a, as a child, it was one Cedar of those. Cedar Cottage. And uh, Stefan no. was just said, you know, he's like, whoa, fucking, have you ever heard of one of these real doll yeah, no. things? So as they like, didn't whoa. have real dolls. As a child, it was one of those inflatable clowns that you punch and it comes back off. I wanted right. that. Oh, okay. I didn't want to fuck it. I just wanted to punch it. Right. Uh, okay. And now we've evolved. And now your tastes have changed? Yeah, I guess it's a dream. Apparently. Are you not, are you not so. going to punch your real doll version of yourself? Like in like the in act the back of, of In the back of the head. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Don- yeah, okay. <laughs> I can do that. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. So that website again is patreon.com yeah, slash give us money show. for yeah. that. Give us money for that, guys. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's what we want. Money for this. You can find us on Twitter at Real Good Show. The website is realgoodshow.com. The Facebook group, if you search for Real Good Show, is a ton of fun as well. Until next week, I'm Justin Morissette. Stefan Hack. John Cullen. Ivan Decker. Be real. Be good. Be real good. Straight real edge. Doll. Uh, I just going, like the idea of being real, real good, real doll. We never said real doll. Yeah, I, we well, never finished an episode with it. I think yeah, someone I tried true. for it last week. No. Possibly. Mm, I don't think so. I actually maybe. don't remember what happened. It was, on a mail, it was on a mailbag episode. That's true. So we That's didn't true. Anyway, well. Planes Up the Cup is for sure the <laughs> album title. <laughs> <laughs> or the episode title, for sure. <laughs> oh, my God.
I'm Steve Jordan of the Minnesota Vikings. I'm going to tell you something. If I could get Skip Bayless in a room, and there we he go. need DNA to de- define who it was when I got through with it. <laughs>